Welcome to our story of an impossible debt. Where first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes paying off your student loan debt. My wife and I paid off $120,000 of student loans living in expensive Orange County, California. Yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, it took sacrifice. And yes, we're crazy. We never knew how big of a decision this would be, but we always knew it would be worth it. So follow us on our journey and how we made the impossible possible. Hey everyone, it's Alex and welcome back. On today's episode, we're going to talk about dating. And I know there's a lot of people out there that you're probably dating someone, you want to be in a relationship with someone, or maybe you already want to get married with that person that you love. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we started dating and we met in junior college 10 years ago. I want to say, no, I think it was more than 10 years ago because I think we've almost been together for 10 years i don't even remember the year to be honest with you but um pretty much we met in junior college and we stopped talking and then we actually re-met two years after and then i feel like that's when we actually started getting to know each other um but pretty much go ahead that's when i that's when we both graduated well i graduated first from from college and then i think you were like right after me i don't know if it was a semester right after that or or maybe a year after that. I think it was a semester after that because you were quarterly. And so you were right after me. But we had met the summer that I finished, which was the summer of 2011, I believe. Right? You finished first. No, I know. But we met the summer of... Yes. We re-met the summer of 2011. And we met at uh, a bar because I was out celebrating the whole graduation thing. And you were out with your friends. That's how, that's how I remember it. No. So we pretty much met at a bar again we bumped into each other and i feel like at that point it was probably at least for me i mean i was upset at you because we had stopped talking for about two years and i i still blame you that it was your fault that you didn't want to talk to me and so even after that i was obviously upset when we first saw each other but then i kind of had this feeling of of you know what maybe it was meant to be. Don't say that. That's so cheesy. I think it was. I think it was because, to be honest, I was still thinking about you. And I know you probably weren't thinking about me, but I still had high hopes. Well, yeah. And then when we re-met, obviously, I saw you there and we we hit it off. Um, I think right after that, we obviously, we exchanged numbers or we, we probably still had each other's numbers. I don't know. Or maybe my ex-girlfriend made me delete it. Who knows? But... Um, we started talking right after that. And I think what happened was we were hanging out. We kind of just got to know each other on a whole different level. And I think we were just at different places in our lives from when we first met the original time in, in junior college. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to say we were meant to be, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in that. So that, that sparked an interest. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously I kept talking to you. I mean, we're married now, so it, it wasn't like I wasn't interested and I just did it for no reason. So, yeah, I mean, we got to know each other on a different level. And then we started dating. We started going out a lot more. And it was one of those things where... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was fun, but it got to the point where it was like, okay... Let's get serious. Let's get serious. But you like, I've always been conscientious with money and all this other stuff. And so... The, rea- the reality was, I mean, I was paying for everything for like 99% of the stuff, which I was okay with. I was fine with that. 
But at some point it came to my mind to, to what was going to, is this going to be our future? Which if it was, it was going to be okay, I guess. And dating was very new to me. And so I just kind of wanted to be clear on that. And I know that sometimes there was times where I did want to pay and you were like, no, no, no. Cause I remember we would kind of fight over like the bill. Do you yeah. remember that? So I want to clarify that. Yeah. You weren't like this. You weren't just expecting me to pay every time. Like, no, you, you offered every single time you offered a lot. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, but at the, again, the original point, I always knew that I had to pay because it was like, okay, where is she getting this money from? There's no way she's getting money from. I wasn't working. Exactly. You weren't working. And so I just took it upon me to pay for, for us and for you. Um, and we did a lot, right? Like we were always at the movies. I mean, I guess we were that typical couple. We were always at the movies. We were always at restaurants. I think I gained like 75 pounds because of you. Um, and so, and then on top of that, like we had passes to Disneyland. We had passes to Universal Studios. And luckily, I mean, I was able to keep like my finances in order and everything was, in, everything was good. But there was, a, there was a point where we did have to have that conversation, right? We had to com- have that conversation of what, what were your goals? What were... Is this basically the life that we were going to live? It was going to be a one income family if we decided to get married. And if that was the case, what kind of expectations did you have with that? Um, what were you going to be this high maintenance person? Was I going to be this high maintenance person? Like we had to figure that part out together. And I think also, and I'm going to kind of backtrack, but we, I don't think we were even talking about marriage early on in dating. I think we were just getting to know each other, which a lot of people are doing right when they date. They want to have fun. They want to spend money. And I think that's what we were doing. But I think overall, we decided that the top topics to talk about when dating are money. But again, when when should money be brought up? Religion. I think marriage in general, just living with a different person, um, sharing a space, family and kids. And boundaries with families. Boundaries with families and then goals. Mm-hmm. But when you say goals, what do you mean goals? Like career goals, relationship goals, like as a team. I, I mean, I think everything. Pers- I think all of it. Yeah, I think personally, it all has to be on the table. I think it's 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 naive to get into marriage without having those conversations. And maybe that's just me, like always being the planner and and wanting to know what's the future. Um, but I think if if you don't go into an engagement or a serious serious relationship without having those serious conversations, I think you're you're doing a disservice to your guys' future. Yeah. And I feel like at first, everyone's kind of in that honeymoon stage. And I feel like we were at that stage. We liked it. It was fun, right? And then we were like, okay, I think you you were probably the initiator because I was always behind you. And you were pretty much like, okay, when... When can we start talking about these types of topics? And they would come up during dinner casually, I think, or during lunch. We would talk about these types of. Well, it it was definitely me who brought them up because, I mean, in all honesty, right, you're the quiet one and you're the you're the one that was was not always open about, you know, like. So, for instance, when we have conversations, I feel like and it's, I guess it's obvious that I'm the one that leads the conversations. I'm the one that that guides our disagreements and agreements or whatever. And you meet me kind of in the middle. And so that's kind of where we were at when we were dating is I was always bringing up these topics because, again, I was curious as to what, I mean, selfishly, it was like, okay, what am I going to expect from you in the sense of what kind of a wife would I possibly get? And so I think that's a great topic to, to kind of j- dive into and, and dig deeper in a little bit. 
when do you think if like if you could give yourself if you could look back and give yourself that piece of advice when would you have that conversation when it comes to dating with somebody because i have my opinion on it when would you do that i would think that the honeymoon stage and that's what i'm calling it would be around the first month possibly up to six months of just maybe like just having again just having fun join but again it just kind of depends like if if you're serious enough then i think you're going to spark up that conversation maybe earlier than six months but if i'm not then maybe i don't want to talk about it and i'm just i still want to have fun i think it just depends and, and it might have to be a, an an earlier conversation of like, hey, like, do you want to move forward in, in our relationship? Do you, do you see us being serious? And I know, I know, we probably didn't say that exact those exact words, but I'm sure I hear that everyone else has those conversations of when are we when do we move on to the next step? What do you mean by the next step? The like the seriousness, the seriousness of of discussing these topics or discussing possibly having a future together. So when do you think people should have this conversation? So I always look at things uh, kind of like I put things in perspective, right? And so I don't, of course, there's never a specific date to have these conversations with people. So I think it def definitely depends on the specific relationship and where you're at in the dating cycle, right? But I think it, I would ask the question, why would you want to have that conversation at that specific time? I look at our relationship back in the day and the reason I think uh, you would want to have that conversation with me is, hey, why? how is this guy spending all this money? And it wasn't like we were spending thousands thousands of dollars, right? Let's, let's kind of clarify that. But we were doing a ton of stuff whenever we wanted to. And so maybe a good rule of thumb is, if, is something I would tell my daughter is like, hey, maybe you need to ask your boyfriend, how is, he, how is he spending all this money? And is he being responsible with it? Or is he just putting everything on credit cards? Is he doing all this stuff? By the way, which is something I wasn't doing when, when we were dating. And I remember when we were dating, I think after a certain amount of months, I, I came to realize when you would pay, when you would use your debit card versus you using your American Express. Like I, I caught on that. Oh, really? I did. Why did you, so what, why did you? I, I don't know. I think I was, I was curious as far as, yeah, like obviously you were spending, you were paying it for everything. So I think I just, I would always glance just to kind of see like what you would use. So what would you think when I put, I mean, did it matter? Did you, did it change the way you uh, thought about the situation if I put one card over the other? And I think so. But I mean, I don't think I put so much consideration into it. I just kind of knew, okay, he's putting, he's putting it on his credit card. Mm. And I kind of already knew i think you were using american express it was and i was like was my go-to the costco american express one and i was like okay he's using he's putting he's putting he's putting it on a credit card you know versus him paying with um his debit card because i think yeah i already knew what your debit card looked like um but again we never talked about that and i think maybe you i mean maybe i paid once because i was i don't know obviously it was trying my best to to always pay and then I think one time you're like, okay, fine, pay. And I don't even know if you noticed. I don't remember where it was, but for sure I probably used my credit card. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that because there was so few times of those. And so I don't remember when that could have been. But yeah, I mean, this is back in the day when obviously, so I'm, I, right now, both of us, we don't use credit cards for just personal reasons. We don't use it. 
not that we don't trust ourselves with it. Uh, we, we actually, I think we'd be really, really good with credit cards and, and whatever. We just don't believe in the, the idea of credit cards. We don't believe in the idea of points and, and cash back. We just, it's just irrelevant to us. That's not our goal. So we don't mess with it. And, and we know the data behind credit cards, or at least I know the data behind credit cards because of the studies that I've, the research that I've done with them. And so that, that is a different topic in and itself. But at the time I was using my credit cards and it was one of those things that I don't, re- I don't remember why I would flip back and forth. Maybe it, I think at the time it was because I was, I, I wanted the points. I wanted the cash back. So back when we were dating, did you have, I know you were interested in money and I know you had a different goal in career, but did you ever even think of becoming a financial coach back then? I've always wanted to help people with money. I always have. I remember when we first started talking, remember you were like, what did you want to do? And I was like, oh, I wanted to, be, I want, I've always wanted to be a sports agent, you know, and I thought it was always cool in the sense of being able to negotiate people's contracts and be able to like leverage and help them out and get as much money as possible. Um, and so I've, I feel like I've always had that, but I think as I gotten older, it's, it's become more clear that, that average everyday people are hurting, they're hurting like bad. And so when I see that and I, and I'm able to help them and I'm able to kind of give them hope and, 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 and have them see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think that that's kind of where I'm at now and why I've decided to do it now. But yeah, definitely. I think there was a little bit, a little bit of that in me back, back when we first met. So would you say your parents taught you anything about money or was this just based off of your own maybe knowledge and yeah. friends or whoever you kind of so, pretty much hung up, hung out with? So I love you, mom and dad, but no, uh, they taught me like the value of hard work for sure. You know, they taught me the value of, of, you know, my parents own their own business. They own their own cleaning service and they would, you know, they did that for the longest time until they finally just retired. Um, and so I did, I did see that. I did see the consistency of work in them, but no, I did not learn it from them. Honestly, it's going to be so funny. So I went to school for a, a, a degree in business administration and which was, it was fine, right? It was a four-year degree, but I learned so much at my, my previous job, which was Costco. Being in Costco, I was working with older people and it was, it was, it was weird because in the department that I was in, everybody or 90% of the people that were working in that department were all fiscally responsible. They would preach common sense finance. They would tell me, I remember when I first started there, I started when I was 18 and I wanted to buy a car. And my manager at the time had said, don't buy that car. Cause I was going to buy like a BMW for like 25,000 or something. And again, I was, I was good with money and I could afford the, the, the car, but what he had told me was, you know, you're going to regret that car. Trust me. You're going to regret that car. Don't buy it. Buy something cheaper. And, and we'll show you why. I was working in the department for the longest time. And throughout the years, you know, they taught me the consistency of retirement, of, of investing in retirement, of saving, of, you know, having a responsible financial uh, track. And that's honestly where I, I always call it the school of hard knocks. It was the school of Costco. These guys taught me everything. And so me being able to practice those ideas that they taught me was, was super valuable. And then on top of that, I got into leadership. And within that, like I was in charge of, of a department that was doing uh, $10 million worth in sales every year. And it was a high pace, high stressful little department. But I learned so much in that little time that I was there. That was more valuable than my four-year degree. So let me flip it back on you. And so when we were dating... Did you, I mean, you saw, again, we, you saw that I was spending everything. Did you think that, man, this guy's in debt or did you think this guy 
No, no, I thought you were responsible with your money. But why would you, why did you think that though? I don't know. It was just maybe like a this gut feeling that you were responsible. So I think the overall message is having the same values, meeting eye to eye, discussing goals in life. I think we both agree that you have to be on the same page or I know we've had struggles when dating um, several plenty of arguments. And so I know that's probably why we took so long in getting married. But if you feel like you're at the same level with your partner, even if you've only been dating for a year or less, then I feel like you're ready to make that big commitment. So I remember when we dated, the arguments definitely were there. They they weren't because I just wanted to argue like with you. And that's what it was. I always started the conversation up and it always led, not always, but for the most part, it led to an argument because you always felt like I was attacking you. That's what it was, is that you always felt that I was attacking you when in reality, I was just trying to get some answers. I was trying to get some clarification. And could I have approached it differently? Probably, yeah. But I mean, I think I've always... The thing about me, and you know this, is that I'm really upfront, like I'm blunt in, in how I approach things, especially with somebody new that I meet. But if it's you and the person I'm potentially going to make my wife, I'm going to want to approach it with, with honesty because there was, there's no reason to hide anything from each other. And especially if we were going to think about having a future together, if, if you couldn't handle that, then maybe it wasn't supposed to work out. And so that's kind of the, the reasons I felt like, and, and, that's, and honestly, like that's who I am. And so if we would have gotten married and I would have been a completely different person when we were dating, like this person that would give you everything and whatever, right? Just to try to impress you. And then come marriage, you meet like, hey, this is Andrew, the, the, the guy who, who wants to be on a budget, the guy who doesn't want to be in debt, the guy who, you know, wants to be, have a plan. Like that wouldn't have been somebody that you would, that, that, that wasn't the same person that you were dating. And so what I was trying to do is I didn't want to give off this false hope. And so when we did have these conversations, when we did have these moments of, of fighting and, and whatever, that's kind of how I viewed it. I always viewed it as like just battle wounds or battle scars in our relationship because it was going to hopefully make us stronger in the future. And so I feel like now we definitely, you know, have arguments. It's, it's only natural. So another reason why we believe these topics need to come up in discussion is because you're both are going to be living together. You possibly might be having the same bank account, which is something that we're for believers in. And you're going to be possibly raising your children together, or you will be raising your children together. And I know at times there's couples that go to couples counseling, which is great. I mean, that's something that we never did. Maybe we probably talked about it as far as like the religion aspect of it. But I think you, I think we discussed earlier is that you pretty much converted into my faith. And so that was maybe something that we didn't need. And so we looked into the church more as far as, you know, leading us our way versus going the couple's counseling round. And I think even at that point when I was dating, I wasn't even, I don't even think I wanted, or I didn't even know I was going to become a therapist back then. I think everybody who's planning on getting married has to understand that this is like a forever thing. And one of the things I really encourage everybody to do, and this is one of the things I'm probably going to encourage our own kids to do, is they're going to have to seek marriage counseling even before they get married. And it has to be with somebody that they trust. It has to be with somebody that they they can they can rely on and, and somebody that they, they know that's going to be honest with them. I mean, if you're married and you're listening to this, you know how hard marriage is. You know how hard it is to have two different people who have literally two different ideas of, of how the world works, 
and that's, that's everybody. And so I just really encourage you out there. If you're dating, if you've been dating for a month, if you've been dating for 10 years, whatever it is, A, you've got to have these conversations at some point. You've got to figure out when that point is in your personal relationship. That's part of being a grown up is you've got to make these, these, uh, these decisions in, in your life. And so I can't really sit here and tell you when the specific date is, but as a grown up, you've got to have that conversation with that person. Because if you don't, there's going to be so many surprises. I mean, so many surprises when you get married that like, for instance, like in our relationship, there were so many surprises that you probably didn't see coming from my end and, and vice versa. Right. And even, and I still probably haven't seen all your surprises and, and again, vice versa, you haven't seen all my surprises. But at least we know that no matter what gets in front of us, we understand that we're a team. We understand that we have to get, we have to get through it. And that's a lot easier to do when you've made that commitment in marriage. And so I would definitely recommend for marriage counseling uh, during the engagement. Once you guys have made that commitment to your guys' self, once you guys have had all those difficult conversations, then the marriage counseling, I think, is, is super important. Because you're, you're laying everything out on the table and you're having somebody else kind of hold you accountable. And for sure, you guys have to hold each other accountable. But there's just, I think there's something different when you do it with somebody else there, whether it be a, a counselor, a pastor, whatever that is. But I think there's just, it just puts things on a different level when you do that. And I think you not only grow more together, or you might realize that maybe this isn't something that you guys wanted to do. And maybe you guys really do have different goals and different aspirations that that you guys were scared to talk about when you guys were just dating and alone, that this third person was able to bring out of you guys. There's a reason they say everybody's got to be on the same page. It's no different when you're at work. It's no different when you're on a sports team. And it's no different in marriage. I think looking back, maybe we should have done it. And like I said, I know we were looking into more of, you know, we were we were praying about it. We were going to church. Um and it was something that we didn't really think of. Maybe we thought about it. Maybe we just kind of ignored it. But, you know, as a therapist now, I definitely agree. You know, I'm just usually there to guide you, right? You're the one. I mean, I do more individual, but if I were to do couples, I would say, you know what? Let's let's talk about it. your guys' differences. We're both different. We're totally different people. But I think in the end, we what made us come together is just having the same values, having the same goals, having those discussions about the topics that we talked about earlier. And I think that's what kind of leads us to our future. So we hope that in this episode, you were able to hear a little bit about our dating journey and hopefully it'll help you in yours, whether you're dating, like we mentioned, or maybe you're in a you're in a serious relationship and you want to pop that question and you want to get engaged. So we definitely hope that you seek out our guidance in order to kind of guide you in your relationship. So stay tuned for the next episode where we dig deeper and talk about our own engagement and also where we talk a little bit more about money and we dig a little bit more deeper into that.